0: All right. It's good to have you here tonight, and I'd like to take and have you uh, take your Bibles, and let's go ahead here tonight. We'll turn to the Book of Psalms to begin with, and uh, begin in Psalm chapter 18, and then we're going to move over to Psalm chapter uh, 27. But uh, again, we just want to start out with Psalm chapter 18 here tonight, and uh, look at just one verse to begin with. Psalm chapter 18, verse number 50. Psalm 18, verse number 50. Again, this is a psalm of David, and he writes in verse number 50, he writes, Great deliverance giveth he to his king, and showeth mercy to his anointed, to David, and to his seed forevermore. And so David writes here of great deliverance given to the king, given to himself. Let's go ahead and read Psalm chapter 27. This is where our... Text will come from here tonight, our message will come from this passage of scripture and also some thoughts from other places in the word of God, but I want to begin here in Psalm chapter 27 and we'll read through the whole chapter and we'll look at David tonight in a uh, maybe a, a more specific scope as we consider David as an overcomer here tonight, David is an overcomer. And we'll consider some thoughts on overcomers here tonight. Psalm 27, verse number one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me in this will I have confidence. One thing have a desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire of his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, he will hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies, round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me when thou saidest, Seek ye my face. My heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face, Far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the plain path because of my enemies. Deliver me out of, uh, sorry, deliver me over Unto the will of my enemies. For the false witnesses are risen up against me. And such as breathe out cruelly. I had fainted. Unless I had believed to see the goodness. Of the Lord in the hand. Uh, in the land sorry of the living. Wait on the Lord. And he, and be of good courage. And he, w- he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait I say. On the Lord. Tonight i like to look at this. Uh, thought. And again, I'm going to begin, hopefully, a series here on Sunday nights on the subject of overcomers. But I want to look at here tonight on how David was an overcomer and how he overcame. Let's pray as we consider this thought here tonight. Father, we do thank you again for your word here tonight. Ask, Lord, that you would just help us to briefly be able to subject on this subject of overcoming different things. And as we look at life, again, as a challenge, which it is, as a Christian, life is a challenge. There are things that need to be overcome. And again, there's things that we can overcome by your grace and through your help. And again, as we do these things, I pray, Lord, that we could uh, find uh, means, ways to do this uh, by your power and through your your help. We pray this in your sake that you'd help us with this time. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, as we consider the subject of overcoming, and especially that of David as an overcomer, we see in the Bible, as we look back in Psalm chapter 18 and verse number 50, that David was given power to overcome, I believe, of the Lord. And again, as we talk about someone who is an overcomer, I know there are secular cases of people overcoming different things, and they do so maybe by their strength or their power, or again, just maybe persevering, whatever it might be. Uh, But we find in the Bible that I believe overcoming uh, different things comes as a result of help from the Lord. In uh, Psalm 18, verse number 50, it says, Great deliverance giveth he to his king, and showeth mercy to his anointed, to David, and to his seed forevermore. And so not only was David an overcomer, but also others that overcame here. Great deliverance was given to the king. As we turn back to Psalm chapter 27, you'll see in this Psalm that David again was in a position in life where I believe he he was in a place of both mixed faith and and faith in in this passage of scripture. Again, I see again this place again where he was maybe in a place of what I call mixed faith, as you see in verse number thirteen, it says, I had fainted unless I had believed in the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He had he would have fainted I mean, we're talking about David here. He would have faded if he hadn't believed in the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And he mentions here in verse number 10, it says, And when my father and my, uh, and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Even if, again, there's a case, again, of abandonment, maybe by friends, family, whatever it might be. David mentions here that the Lord would take him up in, this, in, in his life and in different situations. And as we consider here tonight the the life of an overcomer, how to be an overcomer, uh, we see in in the case of David that he certainly again was one who overcome by the mercy and help of God. And as we describe here tonight what an overcomer is, I just wanted to find that again here briefly to begin with here. An overcomer is one who subdues, conquers, succeeds, overcomes fears, foes, companions, obstacles, health ailments, whatever it might be, an overcomer. He or she overcomes opposition, obstacles, opponents, situations in life. As you turn back to 1 Samuel chapter 16, David was not necessarily one that one would point in and say, hey, this is a guy that's going to be used of God. This is a guy that God will use. This is a guy that God will pick. As we pick up here in First Samuel chapter uh, sixteen, we find out here in the Bible that you find again a place come in the life of again Samuel where he's to anoint someone here to be in a place of taking over and be in a place of king and rulership, and he goes to the family of this man here, uh, uh, of Saul. Saul goes. I'd be sorry, they go to, uh, again, here a place where they go to Kish's and Jesse's family here. Um, let's pick up there in verse number one. Verse, verse number one, First Samuel 16, verse one. It says, and the Lord said unto Samuel, how long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill my horn with oil, and I will send thee to Jesse, the Bethanite, for I have provided me a king over his sons. And uh, Samuel said, And how, how, how can I go? If Saul hear of it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take an heifer with thee, and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. And call Jesse to sacrifice, and I will show thee what thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint me, uh, unto me him whom I will name unto thee. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake, and, and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Comest thou peacefully? And he said, Peacefully, and I am come to sacrifice on the Lord. Sanctify yourself, and come with me to sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons, and called them to the sacrifice. And it came to pass, when they were come, that he looked at Eliab, and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before me. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for the Lord looketh on the out for man; sorry looketh on the outward appearance, but God looketh on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him to pass before Samuel, and he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Then Jesse made Shammah to pass by. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Again, Jesse made his his seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord hath not chosen these. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are they all thy children? And he said, Thou There remainest yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent and brought him. And he was ruddy and with beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise and anoint him, for this is he. And Samuel took the horn and anointing him in the midst of the brethren. The Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose and went to Ramah. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit of the Lord troubled him. We see here in the Bible, it passes the scripture so he get a father I put sons before this prophet, and as he brings each of these sons before the prophet, we find in the Bible that none of them are chosen until this eighth child, this David, who was tending to the sheep. And he is chosen of God, here the Bible says there, to be ruler over God's people. Verse 13, And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his bread, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. As we consider again an overcomer by the name of David in his psalm, Psalm chapter 27, here in the middle of our Bible, let's turn back there, I want us to consider how David overcame. I want to consider how David overcame. First of all, he, came, he overcame by a person. Secondly, he overcame by a place. And thirdly, he came, overcame by a plan. And so we're going to look at those three thoughts here tonight. He, came, he overcame by a person He overcame by a place, and he overcame by a plan. And we're going to overcome by the same means. First of all, we see the person he overcame by. How did he become what he became in life? Well, look at verse number one. The Bible says, The Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come To me, to eat my flesh, they stumble and fell. Why would they stumble and fall? They would stumble and fall because the Lord is his salvation. I have circled in the Bible the word Lord and the word salvation. The word Lord and the word strength. This is where David had the power to overcome and destroy his enemies. In verse 3, it says, Though the hopes shall encamp, uh, uh, encamp against me, My heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Why was this confidence there? Because he had the Lord as his Savior. Again, I, I point back to verse number one. The Lord is my strength. But not only is the Lord my strength, but the Lord is my salvation. If you're going to overcome anything, if you're going to overcome any obstacle, any circumstance that life might send your way, any enemy that might be set against you, the devil, the world, whatever it might be, you must have the Lord as your Savior or your salvation. He's my light, David says, and he's my salvation. Turn to 1 John chapter 5. People may try to overcome things in the strength of their flesh, People might, uh, again, overcome things, and I'm not against that. By, again, good character, they might overcome things. Through perseverance, they might overcome things because they just desire to or want to. But we really, truly need the Lord to be able to overcome different things that come into our life and, th- and enemies that might oppose us in life. First John chapter 5, verse number 4 and verse number 5. The Bible says, For whosoever is born of God overcometh, The world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Who can overcome? The believer can overcome. The believer can overcome any enemy that might come his way. Yes, there's people that have overcome many different things in life, and certainly there are stories of people that have overcome different things. But we're talking here tonight about the overcomer, the spiritual overcomer, the overcomer that achieves and, 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 and gets through different things with the help of the Lord. 1 John chapter 4, and verse number 4, the Bible says this, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Overcome what? The spirit of the world, the things of the world. Who can overcome these things? The believer can. There are people that will gain the world and lose their soul. And yet there are people that will maybe not have much in this world, but will overcome many things by the help and power of God. 1 John chapter 2, let's back up there. 1 John chapter 2, the, the thought of being overcomer is found here also in 1 John, as we've seen already in these two passages we back up here to 1 John chapter 2, verse number 13 and verse number 14. It says, I write unto you fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you little children, because ye have known the Father. I have written unto you fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth you. And ye have overcome the wicked one. Who can overcome the wicked one? Believers can. Young men can. Fathers can. Others mention this passage can. But in a true sense, the only overcomers that you'll find, biblically speaking, are those that overcome through faith in Christ, who have the Lord as their Savior. Let's turn back to Psalm chapter 27. The person that we can overcome by is the Lord. The place that we can overcome by is also mentioned here, the house of the Lord, or the place of worship where we can hear the word of God. Notice here in Psalm chapter 27, verse number 4 and verse number 5, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to choir at his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. The place that we can overcome, the again here in the Bible, is described in several ways here in verse number 4 and verse number 5. It mentions there in, the first, in verse 4, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Again, how, how or where can we overcome? We can overcome in the place of worship. Again, that doesn't mean, again, you have to be in the church house always to overcome, but it helps, helps to be in the church house to overcome. In verse 5, it says, For the, in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, and the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, he shall set me upon a rock. God's children need, I believe, a place to learn to be overcomers. Because for us to overcome, we must have the Lord. But we can't just overcome because we have the Lord. There are some things that go into overcoming, and we'll look at them just here in a moment. Let's turn to Psalm chapter 73. Just because uh, we are one of God's children doesn't mean, again, at all times and in every situation, we'll always be seeing things in the way we should be seeing things. Again, it's easy for us as believers sometimes to see things as the world sees them. We see the world as the world sees them. But when we come to the house of God, we start seeing things the way God sees them. Hide me in the pavilion, David says. Why? Let's look at Psalm chapter 73, and I think this will help explain why. We need, again, the house of God to give us an understanding of what really things are like. Because if we look at things through the eyes by which most would look at them, we would find ourselves as believers maybe being a place of discouragement rather than encouragement because of what we see around us. And so let's just look at this. We're going to look at Asaph as he begins to write this song. Psalm 73, verse number one. Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. And so it sounds real good. I mean, he starts this psalm out, and he talks about God's good to us. But then he says this, But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps were almost night slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They they are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride comes them about as a chain. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than a heart could wish. They are corrupt. They speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They, speak, they, they set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walketh through the earth. Therefore, his people return thither, and the waters of the full cup are wrung out unto them. And they say, How doth God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. I mean, looked around, look at these people. They have all kinds of stuff. Their fatness, he even talks about their eyes. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than you could wish for. Verse number seven. Verse number five, they're not even in trouble, doesn't even seem like. And so he looked at these people and says, I'm envious of these. I'm jealous of these individuals. Everything seems to be going so, so well with them. In fact, it says there in verse number 12, the ungodly who prosper in the world, they increase in riches. Basos, all these guys. All these people, all these people in the world, not Basos in particular, but just people in general that are wicked and, and maybe ungodly and have nothing to do with God. It seems like they have so much. But yet he goes on and writes here, verse number 14. For all day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of the children. When I thought to this, it was too painful for me. Until I went into the sanctuary of God. Verse number 17. Until I went to the sanctuary of God, that's coming to church or coming to a place of worship or a place of understanding in the synagogue, again, or in the Old Testament, the temple, then I understood their end. Surely thou didst set them in slippery places. Thou castest them down in destruction. How art thou brought into the desolation? As in a moment they are utterly consumed in tears. As a dream. When one awaketh, so, O Lord, uh, when thou awakest, thou despisest their image. Thus my heart was grieved, and I I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I continue with thee, that thou holdest me with thy right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me in the glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none else besides thee. My flesh and my heart faileth. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that are far off shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I put my trust in the Lord God that I might declare thy works. And what helped Asaph to be in a position where he could see that there's help in the Lord. He had to go to the sanctuary of God. He had to go to the house of God. You turn back to Psalm chapter 27, that's where David went to get encouragement, to get true, to see really how things are in this world. Yes, it may be from the perspective of the world, they are prosperous. From the perspective of the world, they are, they are fat, so to speak. They are rich. They have more than one could wish for, but in the end, their life ends in death. They do perish. They go to hell. They're without God and they're without hope in this world. And so we see here in, in Psalm 27, the Bible says there, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I may seek after that I dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and the choir of His temple, for in a time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle to hide me, he shall set me upon a rock. Verse 6 And now shall my head be lifted up upon my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. What's his. Uh, house of God, the tabernacle, the temple. What does that help Christians with? What does it help believers with? It helps them to be lifted up to a place where they should be, to a place where they give praise unto the Lord. But not only that, it brings them to a place of faith in God. Let's turn to Romans chapter 10. I mean, someone can get pretty discouraged in this world. Someone can be out in this world. They can be, in in a sense, trampled trampled by the news, trampled by individuals trampled by employers, trampled by maybe friends that used to seemingly be friends, whatever it might be in their life. And they seemingly seem like there's discouragement all around them. And they aren't encouraged, just like Asaph was. It wasn't for a bit there. But as he seen things through God's eyes and seen things through the Scripture's eyes, he began to have hope. And David also had hope. I'll sing, I'll sing praises unto God for all the things that he gives to me, even though I have these enemies round about me. Romans 10, verse 17, it says, So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And again, to overcome, you've got to have faith. And there's a need to have faith. And we'll talk more about this. David understood the need for the house of the Lord, and he, again, wanted to be in the house of the Lord. He actually wanted to be daily in the house of the Lord. And how are we going to overcome? to the Lord and through his house. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 22 before we go on and look at the plan to overcome. Uh, let's turn to Revelation chapter 22, uh, Re- Revelation chapter 12, sorry, Revelation 12 and verse number 11. Revelation chapter 12, verse number 11. As we look at, again, God's word, we see there's a person that we can overcome by, that's the Lord. There's a place that helps us to be able to overcome, that's the house of worship, the church, the synagogue. Uh, the Old Testament tabernacle, the place of worship, wherever they might gather. Revelation chapter 12, verse number 11, the Bible says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. And so there's something else involved with the overcomer, and that's the word of the Lord. And we'll talk about that word of the Lord. It's, It's again given to us here in the word of God. Let's turn back to our text here in Psalm chapter 27. We're going to look at a five-point plan. and I'm going to try to cover this plan pretty quickly. We'll be looking at points from this plan in the weeks to come, but there's a five-point plan for overcoming the things that are in this world. And the first part of that plan is found here in Psalm chapter 27, verse number 7, and that's praying to the Lord. Psalm 27, verse number 7. The Bible says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me, and answer me. When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. And so how did David overcome? By seeking the Lord, by praying to the Lord. To ask God for grace, to ask God for victory, to ask God for help, to ask God for direction. These are all things that David did. He overcame through prayer. He certainly overcame from prayer. One man said this, the greatest factor of failure in the lives of many believers is their lack of prayer. Well, I can't overcome. I can't overcome. Let's turn to James chapter 4. Someone says, I can't overcome this. I can't overcome this. I mean, this financial situation is just uh, too much, or something I can't overcome. This situation, when it comes to family, it's just something I can't overcome. This faith, this 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 place where it comes to function, where I mean, I may be called to do something that I don't think I can do. I just can't over. I can't do these things. There's no way I can uh, be in a situation where I'm a victor in these situations. Yet the Bible says here in James chapter four, verse number uh, two and verse number three, it says, "You lost." have not, you kill and desire to have and cannot obtain, you fight, you war, yet you have not, because you ask not, and you ask and receive not, because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your own lusts, you have not, because you ask not, you know, people might war, they might fight, they might try, they might do all kinds of things, and In those cases where believers try to do these in the flesh without the Spirit, they will not see their self in a place where they are able to overcome. Let's turn back to 2 Chronicles chapter uh, 26. 2 Chronicles chapter 26. I want to just look here briefly, quickly, at an individual in the Bible that I believe was in a position in life where in the beginning of his reign as king, He's seen great victories. He's seen a lot of good and wonderful things happen in his life and in the kingdom that he was over in 2 Chronicles chapter 26. And we'll pick up at verse number 3. We're going to read a little bit about Uzziah here tonight, and we're just going to take a little glimpse at Uzziah here tonight. But he overcame as he sought the Lord. And David, he talks about he would seek the Lord. I want to seek his face. 2 Chronicles 26, verse number 3. Sixteen-year-old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned fifty and two years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Jokaliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, whom had understanding of the vision. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. There's a lot in that verse. As long as Uzziah sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. And so how does one prosper? How does one overcome? With the help of the Lord. And as long as he sought the Lord, he prospered. In verse number four, he said he did the right in the sight of the Lord. But we're going to move forward here. And uh, we'll see again, this was not the case with his whole life. He lapsed in faith. He lapsed in trust. He lapsed in seeking the Lord. In fact, 2 Chronicles chapter 26, we'll pick up at verse number 15. It says there, And he made Jerusalem engines, and then cunning men to be the towers, and upon the boards to shoot arrows, and great stones withal. And his name spread from abroad, and he was marvelously helped till he was strong. But when he was strong, His heart was lifted up to his own destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God and went to the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And Azariah the priest went in after him and with him fourscore priests with him were valiant men and they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him it appertaineth not to thee Uzziah to burn incense to the Lord but to the priests, the sons of Aaron that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out from the sanctuary for thou hast Trespass, neither shalt thou be for thine honor from the Lord. And Uzziah was wroth, and he had a censure in his hand to burn incense, and while he was wroth with the priest, or mad at the priest, the leprosy even arose up in his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord. From besides the incense altar And Azariah, the chief of the priests and all the priests, looked upon him, behold, he was leprous in his forehead, and they thrust him out from thence. Yea, they he himself got him out because the Lord had smitten him. Uzziah the king was a leper unto the day of his death and dwelt in several houses being a leper for he was cut off from the house of the Lord and Jotham his son was over the king's house judging the people. Now the rest of the acts of Uzziah first and last did not Isaiah the prophet the son of Amos write he slept with his fathers and buried him and the field was buried uh, that belongeth to the king's For they said, he is a leper, and Jotham his son, reigned in his stead. But what happened in Jehoshaphat's life? Instead of seeking the Lord and praying to the Lord, in his prosperity, he turned from praying to the Lord and started doing things contrary to the Lord. And he ended up a leper. And he sadly died a leper. He went from a place of great prosperity to a place of great disgrace to some degree, as he died as a leper. Overcoming takes not only being a believer, which I believe Uzziah was, but also seeking and praying to the Lord, which David said he did. Psalm chapter 27, let's turn back there. Seek ye my face, and my heart said, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. We see also, secondly, here is, Again, a way that people are able to overcome many different things in life. It's not only by prayer to overcome problems and different situations, but also by seeking the presence of God and trying to be in a place of being close to the Lord. Look at verse number 8. It says, When thou saidest, Seeking my face, my heart said unto the Lord, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. You see this desire to be close to the Lord. Again, to overcome, you need to seek the presence of the Lord. Not only the presence of the Lord, but the power of the Lord. Verse number 10, when my father and my uh, mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. And so you see even David speaking as if he's still a young person. The Lord will take me up. If my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. He certainly had humility and he was in a place where he sought the presence of the Lord. Verse 8, it says there again, When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thy, thy face, Lord, will I seek. David depended on the Lord. David believed in the power of the Lord. Let's see an example of this very quickly. First Samuel chapter 17. I'm just going to read through this part of this passage quickly. You're familiar with it. It's David. And again, he's going to face Goliath of Gath. But he does so with surely a desire to do the Lord's will, but also just to see the Lord work through him. First Samuel chapter 17, verse number 33, it says, And Saul said unto David, Thou art not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for thou art a youth, and he is a man of war from the youth. And the Lord said unto thy servant, Kept thy father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took the lamb out of the flock, and I went after him, and smote him, and delivered him in the, out of his mouth. And when he rose up, I caught him by the beard, and I smote him, and slew him. Thy servant slew both a lion and a bear. This uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. And David said, moreover. This is what we need to catch here. The Lord had delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear and would deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And, and Saul said unto him, Go, and the Lord be with thee. David thought the Lord was with him. He knew the Lord was with him. He desired the Lord to be with him. And he again was able to conquer this enemy through faith and through help of the Lord. Verse 15, it says, So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him, but there was no sword in the hand of David. Again, he was able to overcome his enemy by having the presence of the Lord with him. And if we look back, in, uh, again, when he was anointed, it talks about the Spirit of the Lord coming into him. and So he was able to do these things through the help and presence of the Lord. Let's turn to Psalm 27. Uh, The Lord is with each believer. He dwells in our hearts. He allows us to be able to do things that we could not do on our own. Again, we need His presence. We need His power to overcome. And we see that with David, that's how he was able to overcome. It wasn't David in his strength. It wasn't David in his sword. It was David with the help of the Lord. Thirdly, we see again, when it comes to overcoming, I think thirdly, we need to understand that with David... It's mentioned here in verse number 11. They also overcame, I believe, by following the precepts of the Lord, or the pathway of God, as is mentioned here. Psalm 27, verse 11, it says, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of my enemies, for false witnesses are risen against me, and such as breathe out And It says here, verse 11, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the plain path. Again, if we're going to overcome and be overcomers, we need to follow the path of God or the precepts of God. Let's just turn to Deuteronomy chapter 29, Deuteronomy 29. Deuteronomy 7 talks along the same lines, maybe more extensively than this passage, but i just like to you just to see this here tonight. Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse number 9. 29, verse number 9, Keep therefore the words of this covenant and do them that you may prosper in all that you do. There's something to obeying God and being an overcomer. Again, it's needful that we seek to obey God to be an overcomer. Someone says, I want to overcome, but I don't want to follow the ways of the Lord. It's going to be hard for you to overcome without following the ways of the Lord. Keep therefore thy word, the words of thy covenant and do them that you shall prosper in all you do. Following the Lord's, following his precepts. Again, we'll find us helping ourselves in a way in finding help of the Lord when we need it. Let's turn back to Psalm chapter 27. There's fourthly another thing involved with Again, overcoming, and again, this is, again, needful for us just to speak briefly on. We need, fourthly here, we need faith to overcome. We not only need to follow the pathways of God and the precepts of God, but we need faith to overcome. Verse number 13, it says, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It was faith that caused David to be able to overcome. David exercised faith in God, the protection of God, the provision of God, to do what God's will was, to ask God, what was your will with, dealing with different enemies, whether the Philistines or others that he faced. And as he trusted in the Lord, he was able to overcome these enemies. Look at the next chapter, Psalm 28, verse number seven. Get another Psalm of David, Psalm 28, verse seven. It says, the Lord is my strength, My shield, my heart trusteth in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I will praise him. The uh, The Lord is their strength, and he is their saving strength to his anointed. And David was anointed. And we find here in the Bible that he trusted. My heart trusteth in him. Again, for us to overcome, we've got to trust in him. And Job did this going through many trials in life. And we see with David, he did this also with his life. Let's turn to Psalm chapter 40. Psalm chapter 40 and verse number 17. Again, we find David writing here again, and we see again his heart, where it was at as far as his spiritual condition, at least specifically in this psalm. He writes here, Psalm chapter 40, verse 17, For I am poor and needy. Yet the Lord thinketh upon me, Thou art my help, my deliverer, make no tearing, O oh my God. So he trusted in God. And he called to God. And he put his faith in God. He was over able to overcome many things in his life. And I'd like to look at one last thing that's found there in Psalm chapter 27. It's in the last verse. And again, these are part of the plan to overcome. And part of... God's will for us, I believe, to overcome. Psalm 27, verse 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. David waited. David waited to be king. David waited when it was God's will to wait. You'll find people in the individual, individuals in the Bible that didn't wait. Saul got himself in trouble when he didn't wait. Samson got himself in trouble when he didn't wait. Sarah got herself in trouble when she didn't wait. But David was known for his being patient with the Lord and his will. Let's turn to Psalm chapter 37. Someone might look at the precepts of God and it says, hey, you know, this is what I should do as a believer. This is what I shouldn't do as a believer. But you know, I just don't see this happening in my future. So I'm going to go out and find myself a wife. Maybe like Samson did. It was trouble to him. And again, we can go into that and look at that some other time, and you're familiar with it. Most of you would be tonight here. But Psalm 37, verse number 34, you'll see over and over in David's Psalms he mentions this thing of waiting on the Lord. Psalm thirty seven, it might be a little different in what he says, but I like to look at Psalm thirty seven, verse number seven. It says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself of him that prospereth in the way, because of the man that bringeth wicked devices to pass. Verse 9, for evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Verse 34, same chapter, wait on the Lord, keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land, when the wicked shall be cut off, and thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power, spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright man, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together, the end of the wicked shall be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is of God. He is their strength in time of trouble. The Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them, because they trust in Him. They trust in Him. But look at verse 34, before that it says, Wait on the Lord, keep His way, and trust Him. Again, an overcomer needs to be patient with the Lord. An overcomer needs to pray to the Lord. An overcomer needs to seek the face and presence of the Lord, power of the Lord. An overcomer needs to seek to follow the precepts of the Lord. An overcomer needs to exercise faith and hope in the Lord. And an overcomer needs to have patience with the Lord. Let's go back to Psalm chapter 18. And we see in David's life, and again, this is just kind of a summary introduction uh, to a series, hopefully, of messages on overcomers in the Bible. Uh, Psalm chapter 18, verse number 50. Great deliverance giveth he to his king. And showeth mercy to his anointed, to David, and his seed forevermore. Again, we find here in the Bible some thoughts on overcomers. We see David as an overcomer. And again, I pray that you and I would seek to be overcomers with the help of God. Let's close as we consider the word of God here tonight.